0: Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you.
1: Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannam. What we're all witnessing in Eastern Europe right now is terrifying and painful. As of today, huge swaths of land in the South, North and East of Ukraine have been invaded. Many believe it's only a matter of time. Days, perhaps, before Russian troops attempt to occupy the Ukrainian capital of Kyiv. My guest today reached out to me a few days ago, and I felt it was imperative to get him on the pod to share his story with you as soon as possible. Vladimir Gendelman is founder and CEO at Company Folders, an emigrant to the US from Kharkiv, Ukraine. He employs a team of seven software programmers, graphic designers and quality assurance engineers in Ukraine. Last week, three of them were trapped in Kharkiv, where they were sheltering in windowless rooms in buildings that are shaking from barrages of shelling. Fortunately, they were all able to escape. Millions more have not been as lucky. Vladimir's team was previously based in Donetsk the epicentre of the uprising in 2014. So unfortunately, this is not the first time they've had to deal with destabilisation caused by foreign aggression. Vladimir has published numerous articles in publications such as Forbes, Time, and has been featured in the Wall Street Journal as a thought leader in business marketing. Listen to this discussion that I had with Vladimir to hear his experiences of leading and supporting a team literally under siege. Here too, his heartfelt plea to the West to do more to help. Vladimir, uh, welcome to the HR Chat Show today.
0: Bill, thank you so much for having me on, uh, and thank you for helping me spread the proper message so that people could really understand what regular civilian people are going through in Ukraine right now.
1: Usually, I start these uh, conversations, Vladimir, by by uh, asking our guests to introduce themselves a bit more. But before we do that, I, d- I just want to start with a more fundamental question: How how are you doing?
0: You know, those three employees in Kharkiv actually moved out. So, that just based on that, I am doing way better because I don't have to worry about them as much. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're in a complete safety right now uh, because they're still in a country that's at war, but at least they're out of Kharkiv and they are in an area that's a little safer. But uh, overall, I'm really, really sad that uh, such atrocity actually takes place in the world.
1: Why don't you you tell our listeners a bit about yourself? Uh, Take a minute or two and just introduce yourself, tell them about your company and what you guys get up to.
0: I founded Company Folders in 2003 as a printing company specializing in presentation folders. Um, And over the years, we have added binders and envelopes. To the mix, we also have a another division of the company that does all the promotional products, basically giveaway items, trade show setups, apparel, and so on and so forth. Um, and where we really are valuable is we offer more options than pretty much anybody else out there in terms of print methods, um, stock variety, coating options, and, and so on and so forth. From day one, when I started, I, I, I employed people in Ukraine, um, to help me do the website and then another website. And then I started hiring people full time. So more than half of the people in Ukraine have been with us, uh, and with me personally for well over 10 years. And by now, when you work with somebody for so long, uh, even though it's Digitally and remote, uh, I I still witnessed you know them getting married, them having kids, them uh, celebrating milestones. And in 2014, when they actually used to live in Donetsk, and in 2014 when Russia invaded Donetsk, um, we were in a similar situation, uh, helping them move out of Donetsk and. They ended up in Kharkiv, and now, short eight years later, uh, Kharkiv is getting attacked and bombed and completely destroyed.
1: Okay, thank you. So, you, you, just, you just mentioned there how how your team were previously based in Donetsk, and obviously with what happened with uh, the annexation of Crimea and uh, the Russian forces moving into the very east of, of Ukraine in 2014, you guys you guys felt like you needed to move. Tell, tell me a bit about your experience with working with an international team, particularly one in, in a conflict zone.
0: Well, first and foremost, they are my employees and therefore I feel responsibility for, for everything that pertains to them. Obviously, anything work related, I feel responsibility to make sure they get paid on time. Um, and, and now in a situation like that, for whatever reason, I feel responsible for their lives and we are doing, uh, what we can to help them get to safety and of course, not stress out about work because work and, and, and development of our website and, and things like that is, is the least of, of, of my concern right now. Um, and as far as the experience of working with remote teams, um, it, it creates challenges because you rely on internet connection or phone connection. That um, in a situation like this, when you rely on on the internet connection being up and uh, electricity being up and everything else during the the, the, the crisis like this, um, it's 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 really hard because they. Electricity might go off or internet connection and they don't respond right away, or or maybe they are in hiding because they are being bombed and, and they're just laying down on the floor somewhere, trying to stay alive. And meanwhile, after you ask a question, how you're doing here via message, uh, and they're not responding for a while. Obviously the thoughts that come to your mind are not necessarily the most pleasant ones so it creates a lot of those kind of challenges um a lot of logistical challenges uh, that come with it but you know over time we, we we're we just learning to uh to deal with that
1: okay so obviously you guys went through a heck of a lot back in 2014 and you, you learned some lessons i guess over over the last few years what, what are you doing differently compared to 2014 and how, how can others avoid some of the mistakes perhaps um, that you guys made back then when when everything was was new? what are you guys doing differently from, from 2014?
0: Probably the most important lesson we learned is that when it starts, it doesn't stop, but it gets worse. And that is the most important thing because um, in situations like that, you know Russians are close. Oh, okay, they're close, but, you know, they're not going to invade. Russians invaded. Well, they invaded, but they're not going to shoot civilians. They're shooting civilians. Oh, but we're safe in our building. The buildings are falling down. Oops, we have nowhere to go, right? Uh, It's very easy to fall into that trap. So this time around, we actually got on the forefront of it, we... uh, we consulted with the military personnel uh, about strategies that that usually are mistake in a situation like that. And we learned that you know the rivers, the bridges are strategically important locations. Uh, and those are the areas you want to stay away from uh, because this is where Ukrainian army would like to gather to protect. And at the same time, uh, the Russian army would like to gather to capture. So the further away from areas like that you, you are, the, the better off you are. Uh, that's number one. And number two, with that, I was able to, to get people's addresses and look on, on Google maps exactly where they are in relation to those strategic locations and i have instructed few of them to actually move and the we have few members who were never in donetsk and they were not part of that invasion and and they kept on telling me no we're fine it's it's quiet here it's all right and 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 this and that and and then i insisted and i said look you know it's gonna get bad like i already know that we had that experience you need to move. And this particular guy, his name is Yuri. Um, his sister lives about 100 kilometers from, from where he was. And he was right by the bridge in um, Dnepropetrovsk. And that was the the bridge that had railroads going over it. So it's strategically very, very important bridge. And I explained everything to him. And I told him, you know, you got to go to your sister. So finally, I got him to go to his sister uh, a week ago. And then he sends me a message next day. He's like, oh... You were right there was a diversion to blow up the bridge unfortunately they did not succeed but he would have been right in the middle of everything then we have another guy in nikolayev who who has elder parents and he still didn't move and now nikolayev is surrounded by, by by russian army and and airplanes are flying and the bombs are falling and we finally had a conversation yesterday uh where i convinced him that he has to go and and i shifted the whole thing from you know saving the parents over to your parents would want you to be alive uh and the safer you are the easier it is for your parents which as a parent is is what you want you want your kids to be safe right and uh, so he's finally uh, found a way to get out. And he said he's getting out tomorrow morning. So that's that's another positive development. Um, and of course, the best part is that uh, the people that were in Kharkiv were able to get out. And they were able to get out safely.
1: I have recorded many, many episodes of of the HL Chat Show focused on, on mental health, mental well-being. Maybe... Maybe you can talk a little bit now about, about some of the the aftermath of of, of, of the effects of of, of what's going on, on on people's mental health. You know, Ukrainian employees' mental health, and, we, and here I'm talking about PTSD, anxiety, depression, all, all of these things, and and how someone like you, a leader, a CEO, can can try and alleviate some of that.
0: Well, PTSD is too early to talk about. Uh, that will come later. However, um, so the guy who's, who I was just talking about, Nikolai, for example, right? As we were to, I touched base with him today just to see the progress. And um, when we spoke yesterday, he was telling me how he is taking all sorts of uh, medication for anxiety, for stress. And yesterday I explained to him that the reason he is under such enormous anxiety is because his mindset is, I cannot go anywhere, right? Because he was planning to stay with his parents. I cannot go anywhere. And I, and I'm, and I'm a victim of the circumstance, right? And, and how horrible this is, basically. And because you have no way out in your mind, that, that causes a lot of um, anxiety and stress. And in that same conversation, I told him, I said, you have to shift your mindset from I can't get out to I am getting out. It's just a matter of finding a way to do that. And I said, the moment you do that, uh, you now have an outlet, right, to to get creative with how you're going to get out of there. And the moment you do that, anxiety goes away because you're actually in control of your destiny, right? You're taking an action to to do something, to, to, to find somebody who will help you get out and so on and so forth. And when we spoke today, I actually asked him, I said, you know, how, how do you feel? And he said, definitely better than I did yesterday. So that's, that's, that's one good example of, of how um, you could deal with anxiety and, and things like that
1: okay thank you um now when, when you reached out to me one, one of the one of the things that you wanted to uh, chat about in this conversation today was uh, the assistance that that folks in in the us in canada in the uk and elsewhere might not even think to, to offer pe- pe- perhaps you can tell me a bit about that now
0: you know obviously the the, the largest part of the assistance comes down to um, from america at least it comes down to finances i'm actually working with people in poland and germany uh we get lists of supplies that they need in kharkiv area Kyiv area um other areas of ukraine and we raise funds here like and this is all private like we, we don't have time to set up 501c3 organizations with official donation statuses because this is very urgent stuff and and very uh time sensitive so we're raising funds here sending them to either poland or germany depending on where they could get the supplies Um, they buy the supplies they drive them to the border and then there are volunteers inside ukraine who take the supplies from the border to the areas that actually need those supplies and when we talk about supplies we're talking about medication we're talking about food we're talking about um we're talking about um helmets night vision drones radios clothing blankets cards bunk beds for shelters because a lot of people are displaced, right, Um, and and, and so on and so forth. So there is a lot of that going on. Another way to help is to actually talk to those people. The, The moral support is extremely important. And while it could be important to say, oh, you know, we're with you, we're praying for you, what I found is letting them talk and listen to make them feel heard is is really really important um and then as a response when you encourage them to stay strong and, and and on and on uh that's really that 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 seems to be pretty powerful stuff i'm sure there are ways to to send supplies from here to there um i am not involved in that so i couldn't speak to that uh, there are also many official organizations that raise funds for um For Ukraine. Um, However, at that point, I don't know exactly how those funds are dispersed, and you know what the administrative fees of the organizations are. So I don't know how much of that money actually goes towards the cause. What we're doing here is is all, you know, grassroots, people to people kind of stuff.
1: Vladimir, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up pretty soon. Just a couple more questions for you before we before we do. So the final question I always ask is, you know, how how can we connect with folk? And we'll do that in a moment. But before we get there. What would you like to say to our listeners today about what's going on? You and I had a conversation um, before we hit record and I I shared with you a little bit about my thoughts and and whatnot. What what would you, this this is supposed to be a podcast for HR professionals and and business leaders and whatnot, but I just feel like it's so much bigger than that today. What what, what would your message be to those people listening to this show today in, in terms of what support is needed for Ukraine right now?
0: the what i really would like for people to walk away with is there are real people who suffer constantly for the past week they are under attacks their loved ones their friends their family are dying around them by, by being hit by rockets, missiles, bullets, starvation, cold, you know, if electricity is out and things like that. A lot of people have their homes displaced um, and, and, and completely destroyed. Um, a friend of mine was at home with his family and their building got hit by, by a rocket. Um, Because there was a warning, they were able to get into a hallway uh, and lay down or sit down by the bearing wall. And that was the only reason they stayed alive, is because bearing wall did not collapse during the hit. Uh, However, they got covered because everything else collapsed, they got covered by all the rubble. Uh, And then their door got jammed and they couldn't open it. So luckily somebody from the outside realized that, and they were able to break their door, and that was the only reason they were able to run outside. And this is not a one case. This this happens over and over and over again. And somebody who's luckier and, and is not in a situation like that, they're constantly under attack, they constantly hear the bombs falling, airplanes flying, bullets flying, and it's 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 the constant state of fear. On top of that, they're lacking supplies, they're lacking food, they're lacking everything. Um, so the, the message I really want to get to the people is: help Ukraine, help the people of Ukraine as much as you can. Um, if somebody wants to reach out to me directly and 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 help help us fund. You know the, those supplies that go directly to people that would be great um if if people feel more comfortable with um supporting you know bigger organization with the official status where they can get a write-off and everything that's also great like whatever you do is going to help tremendously um so yes please do that and and, and let's try and take care of those people
1: Okay, Vladimir. And and if folks do want to reach out to you and and connect with you, what what are the best ways to do that? Um, I have just sent you a connection request, by the way, on LinkedIn. So that's my that's my approach. Um, But what what are the best ways to connect with you?
0: Yeah, they can find me on LinkedIn, or Facebook, Vladimir Gendelman, or they can email me at Vladimir at companyfolders.com.
1: Perfect. Thank you. Again, before we before we started recording listeners today uh (laughs) my job is to be an interviewer and and and, you know hopefully i'm I'm okay at using words most of the time um but i this time i do not have the words i i like like you out there are terribly terribly depressed and sad and horrified at at what i'm seeing unfolding every day but i'm trying not to break out into tears right now uh but uh I just yeah, I, I just wanna thank you again, Vladimir, for, for sharing your story. Um and uh I just I, I hope that we can do more than than what we're already doing. Um and um my my, my thoughts are with you.
0: Yeah, and, and really thank you for for spreading the message for for helping, for doing your part to help. It it, it, it is it's it's when all of us doing things that, that's what really makes a difference.
1: So that's the message for today. Listeners, do things, make a difference. Don't be a bystander. This is bigger than anything that I've ever seen in my life. And we've all got to step up and, and help. So, uh, well, I think we'll, I'll leave it there for today. Thanks for listening. Thank you for
0: listening to the HR Chat Podcast. Brought to you by the HR Gazette.